0: Welcome to the Fresh Faith Podcast. We are committed to developing unreasonably committed followers of Jesus. And we do this by helping people find Jesus, follow Jesus, and find others to follow Jesus. We are simply walking through the Bible. There are a lot of things we could talk about. There's a lot of current situations in the world that we could talk about. But we're called to make disciples. And right now... It starts in Scripture. I feel like we've gotten away from that a little bit, and we're going to get back to it. And we're just going to go verse by verse through some strategic books in the Bible, and we're starting with the book of Daniel. I'm Aaron Brewer. Thanks so much for tuning in today. In Daniel chapter 1, starting with verse 1, in the CSB, which is the Christian Standard Bible, the Word of God says this, In the third year of the reign of King Jehoiakim of Judah, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to Jerusalem and laid siege to it. The Lord handed King Jehoiakim of Judah over to him, along with some of the vessels of the house of God. Nebuchadnezzar carried them to the land of Babylon, to the house of his God, and put the vessels in the treasury of his God. So what's happened here is the southern kingdom of Israel called Judah. Israel was the, the one country in the Old Testament, was then split into two kingdoms. Northern Kingdom, which maintained the name Israel, and Southern Kingdom, which took on the name Judah. The Northern Kingdom was taken captive and, uh, by the Assyrians and taken away and was conquered in the 700s BC. This is 586 BC, so almost 200 years later. And the southern kingdom, which is whose capital was Jerusalem, and they have come, taken over. The Babylonians have conquered them, and now they are taking some people captive back to Babylon. Verse 3 says this, The king ordered Ashpenaz, his chief eunuch, to bring some of the Israelites from the royal family and from nobility, young men without any physical defect, good-looking, suitable for instruction in all wisdom, knowledgeable, perceptive, and capable in serving in the king's palace." Now, I'd like to think I would have been one of one of those chosen, but I think we all know that's probably not the case. It goes on and says that he was to teach them the Chaldean language and literature. The king assigned them daily provisions from the royal food and from the wine that he drank. They were to be trained for three years, and at the end of that time they were to attend the king. Among them from the Judahites, were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief eunuch gave them names. He gave the name Belteshazzar to Daniel, and we just know him as Daniel. We never did take on his Chaldean name. But then we did take on the Chaldean names of the other three because he gave them the names Shadrach to Hananiah, Meshach to Mishael, and Abednego to Azariah. And of course, we'll see them later in the book of Daniel for an incredible story of God's provision and faithfulness when we're faithful to him. Verse 8 says this, Daniel determined that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine he drank. This is the key verse that we're going to use for this chapter. Daniel determined that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine that the king drank. So he asked permission from the chief eunuch not to defile himself. God granted Daniel kindness and compassion from the chief eunuch. Understand this. God was using a foreign entity that did not know him, that was not serving him in order to grant compassion and kindness on Daniel. Oftentimes, we think that the blessings of God can only come from mysterious ways, and that the favor of God can only come either out of the blue or from someone that God has anointed. And that's not necessarily true because just because they are not anointed of God doesn't mean they're not appointed by God for His purposes in His times, in His seasons. And sometimes God will use the people that don't even know Him the ones that might even be against him, in order to give you favor and blessing and kindness and compassion that you didn't even know could come from a source. That wasn't in alignment with God. But God is God and can choose and use whomever he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants in order to carry on the purposes that he has in the world and in your life. I love that. It says, God granted Daniel kindness and compassion from the chief eunuch. Yet he said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king who assigned you your food and drink. What if he sees your faces looking thinner than the other men your age? You would endanger my life with the king. So Daniel said to the guard whom the chief eunuch had assigned to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, "'Please test your servants for ten days. "'Let us be given vegetables to eat and just water to drink, "'and then examine our appearance and the appearance of the young men "'who are eating the king's food, "'and deal with your servants based on what you see.' He agreed with them about this and tested them for 10 days. Let me set this up for you and help you understand uh, just a little bit of context. I'm not sure what it was they were serving that Daniel thought would defile him. Maybe it was because it was coming from uh, this foreign entity uh, and maybe it was offered to Uh, Their false gods before it was given to them. Maybe it had things that would be unkosher for Daniel and his Jewish brothers to to eat. Maybe there were things like um, pig's meat. They did not eat that in that day. Uh, Not until Acts do we see that switch over. Um, And even today, that's still a big principle in some parts of the Jewish community. Also, Uh, They would not have eaten meat with any type of dairy. They were completely separate. And whatever it was that was going to defile Daniel and convict him in his faith, whatever principles that he was called to live by, he was not willing to defile even when it may have been better off for him to do so. I mean, it's not like the king's food was nasty. The king is giving them the best of everything so that they can become the best. And here Daniel says, no, it's still violating a principle that I follow for my faith. And what's interesting about this is that when Daniel, it says that Daniel in verse 8, determined that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine he drank. But then it says that it was understood that it wasn't just Daniel who was going to do this. It was also Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So what I want you to see from this is there are principles that you need to take a stand on and be grounded in for the sole purpose of your faith, regardless of if it might be easier, more pleasurable to do the other thing, to break the principles. But when you've committed to a principle that is in Scripture, one that God has put in your heart to follow for your faith, When you take a stand and follow it, one, you're going to get favor from from unlikely places. Two, other people will follow suit. What you do, how you live, what you believe, how you hold to those beliefs and those principles, how you walk out your faith matters, not just for you, but for those around you, especially those in your household. See, when Daniel determined that he would not defile himself with the king's food, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah also committed to that principle. It's always easier to do what is right when there's someone else who does it first. Be the one that does it first, and others will follow suit around you. And the same goes in the opposite direction. If Daniel hadn't taken a stand, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah may have just followed suit with Daniel. And we wouldn't see the continued favor from God on him as we're going to see. And it all starts with this right here. Something as simple as food and drink. And he determined that he would not defile himself with what he had already committed to abstaining from. And just a challenge here for you today, what things has God worked on in your life that you have committed to abstaining from? What principles has he taught you in scripture that you have committed to follow and things that you've committed not to follow based on the conviction of scripture of, I'm not going to go that way. I'm, I'm gonna, maybe it's, I'm going to put down my phone for so long. Maybe it's, I'm going to spend more time in prayer and Bible reading every day. More time sharing about my faith. More time being filled with love and joy and living out self-control and patience. The fruit of the Spirit. Whatever it is... It's not just affecting you, but it will influence and impact those around you. You were called with a purpose. You have those convictions for a purpose, with a purpose, and you have the people around you for a purpose so that you can have a positive impact and influence in their lives. If you're not going to stand for the principles that God has placed in your heart, then no one else can do it for you. And here Daniel did it, and it's having an effect on the other three And we're about to see what happens with it. At the end of the 10 days, verse 15, they looked better and healthier than all the young men who were eating the king's food. So the guard continued to remove their food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables. God gave these four young men knowledge and understanding in every kind of literature and wisdom. See, God's not just bringing about favor and blessing with stuff in your life. It's not about money. It's not about houses. It's not about cars. It's not, it's not, it's not only even about health. It's, it's more than that. See, God can bless you with understanding and with knowledge and with wisdom in every kind of learning thing. And here, just as an example, he's doing it with their education. Then it goes on to say that Daniel also understood visions and dreams of every kind. So not only did God give him favor in in their knowledge and understanding of literature and wisdom in every way, but also gave Daniel specifically beyond that an understanding of visions and dreams of every kind. Verse 18 says, At the end of the time that the king had said to present them, the chief eunuch presented them to Nebuchadnezzar. The king interviewed them, and among all of them, no one was found equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they began to attend the king. In every matter of wisdom and understanding that the king consulted them about, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and mediums in his entire kingdom. Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. This story takes place in captivity. Understand that. This story takes place in the context of slavery and captivity. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah had every excuse to be mad at God the circumstances were not good they were taking they were taken captive and they were trained for 3 years outside of their home country in order to be slaves to the king and when daniel chose to stick to the principles that god had called him to favor and blessing and wisdom and understanding began to fall on Daniel and his friends and fill them and God used them and then put them in the most strategic position in the entire country, which was to be consultants for the king and God blessed them in such a way that they were 10 times better than all the other ones that the king had in the entire kingdom. See, when you do what is right, it doesn't matter what circumstance that you're in, when you always take the high road, when you always choose to do the right thing, God will not just honor it, but He will bless you for it way more than anything you could think or imagine. And He will use your faithfulness to put you in places that matter. That begin to fulfill the purpose that he had for you long ago, that extenuates your circumstances, that goes beyond those circumstances. Like even when the circumstances go on, and on. He doesn't just let you live in those circumstances. He allows you to thrive in those circumstances. And within the context of those circumstances, God causes you to prosper, to have influence, not just where his name was. See, they came from a land where they knew God and they worshiped God. But when they were taken captive into a land where they did not know God, and they did not worship God now they have influence in a place where God was not acknowledged and now they begin to share their faith share their god with these foreign with this foreign king in this foreign land with these foreign people who were harsh to them and now God is even blessing the king nebuchadnezzar through daniel Because his favor's on Daniel and Daniel's consulting with the king and therefore the king is getting advice from God instead of his false God simply because it's coming through Daniel who has chosen to be a vessel of God no matter where he's placed, no matter what his circumstance looks like, and no matter what has happened to him. What about you today? How are you going to stand up, be grounded, Be firm and be faithful no matter what the circumstance. And the circumstances may not change, but when you're faithful, you change. And when you change, the circumstances don't have to change. God will bless you in the middle of them and bless others through you where he's called you to be doing exactly what he's called you to do. And that's what we see here with Daniel at the end of chapter 1. In the very last verse, it said this, Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. Daniel remained there. God planted him. He uprooted him and then planted him somewhere else that was not favorable to Daniel. But God's favor still fell on Daniel. And Daniel remained there there, where God had planted him. We often want to pray away the very circumstances that God is trying to use for us to to bless others through. When things get hard, the circumstance is hard, we're trying to pray it away, but God says, no, I need the circumstance there so I can bless you in the middle of it so you understand that it's not your circumstances that determine the blessing. It's your faithfulness that determines the favor and the blessing of God. And he'll use you anywhere. That wraps up chapter one. I'll see you next time for chapter two, right here on the Fresh Faith Podcast. Peace.